Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hello, naughty monkeys. Uh, have you been good this week? Well, you won't anymore because we're about to talk about promiscuity and all things dating and sexy and, and, and man sex. I'm really interested in, in male sexuality. So you got like, we're going to talk men stuff, penises and stuff. Not, I Word. don't have that. Yeah. Dave. They're my favorite. Hello. Before we talk about all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, check out this crazy, like, touch my chin. I just touch, <laughs> okay. it. touch it. You know you want to. I'm, you feel uh, how it's like rough right here? Mm, oh yeah okay yeah okay like a little bit it's a little rough no i have a serious chin scab right now from some insane makeout session that i had a few days ago really they bit your chin no they okay this is my tip if you're a dude condition your beard or and don't do the stubble thing because if you're planning on a makeout session as a female or anybody i would actually have that same recommendation for women Shave your face. But like, I just, I realized that I'm just, I was glowing red. Like I've put concealer on because it's, I just have this. I've wow. You got beard chafing. Yeah. That's you, crazy. If you ever see me with a bright red chin, I just made out with someone with a but beard. Some girls are into beards, you know? I love beards. But it's, so, it's got to be long enough. So it's kind of like, you know, it's nice and the, the hairs aren't just. Dribbing, they're just, you oh, know? okay. Like, like they've got to be somewhere. The in between is really like you right now. You've got kind of like a stubbly thing. I should that deal just, with that. I'd be crying. Like I, at some point, I just take two fingers and I cover my chin when I'm making out with someone because I'm in such pain. It's funny. I don't know if I experience much chin rubbing when I'm making out with someone. Really? You know, we don't go chin to chin. No? I don't. Really? Really? Well, it seems like you would have to go like straight on face to face, and really? normally you're turned to the side, right? You are, but then you're, you know, you don't just go right. You want to. No, I pick a position and I stay. (laughs) You just let them work around it. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't do shit. Variety is the spice of life to change up your angles. Change it up. No, definitely. Okay. Anyway. Shaving when I get home. uh, So that's a thing. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. Yeah. You want to start us off with some sexy talk? Sure. Uh, For those of you who haven't uh, listened to the podcast before, two um, ladies approached Sandra in the pleasure chest and told her that uh, when I talk, they uh, put their speakers up to their their vagina. And uh, hopefully, did they say if they ever came from it? No, they just had a nice spicy card. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there. Yeah, we're going to get some mail at some point. So this is, what are we calling this now? Stereo sex, I think. Yes. Speaker sex. Speaker speaker sex. Speaker sex. Speaker yeah. sex. Turn your earbud into a little vibrator. And if you're not into that, just listen because this is going to be knowledge that we'll ref- refer to for the rest of this conversation. Yeah, this is from the Ethical Slut, which I've never read. Yes. Um. But okay. And like, you want like that that voice? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, because okay. last time, the first time we did it, I totally stopped your sexy voice because I didn't. I was not in sexy mind, and then I was like, wait. No, that is, that's good. Do okay. it. Right. Make it so sexy for me. Or, or, that was weird. Wow. Not, How are you doing? Um, we are proud to... Re- <laughs> wow. <laughs> Excuse me. 
We are proud to reclaim the word slut as a term of it. Now it sounds like I'm angry. <laughs> yeah. Yo, give me your Barry White. We're, we're Barry White, all right? Okay. Love making music. Come on. We're proud to reclaim the word slut as a term of approval, even endearment. To us, a slut is a person of any gender who celebrates sexuality according to the radical proposition that sex is nice and pleasure is good for you. Sluts may choose to have solo sex or to get cozy with the fifth fleet. What is that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) They may be heterosexual, homosexual, or bisexual, radical activists, or peaceful suburbanites. As proud sluts, we believe that sex and sexual love are fundamental forces for good. Activities with the potential to strengthen intimate bonds, enhance lives, open spiritual awareness, even change the world. Furthermore, we believe that every consensual sexual relationship has these potentials and that any erotic pathway, consciously chosen and mindfully followed, can be a positive, creative force in the lives of individuals and their communities. Ooh. No sex left behind. Hot. I, yeah. It's, it's all right. It's very hard for me to get turned on during the actual podcast. So I was really I thought trying you were gonna to like, say be there with by you. you. It's very hard <laughs> for me to get turned on by you, Dave. It's just it's 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 not. I am not naturally a exhibitionist. Sure. Even though when we like did the the wee vibe and like I was getting vibrated, I was still like. Well, that was that made it weird for me. Yeah. I mean, we are buds. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little, little different. You know, <laughs> it wasn't like super anyway. So, but. That's that's for all the the folks that like to hunt their speakers. Yeah, I hope that there. helped. I hope that um, helped with your week. So the reason I had that uh, that section read just now is because we have Moshe. How do you pronounce your name, Moshe? Casher, Casher. Moshe Casher's here. here. Yeah, Kasher? You did it. You did oh no, no, I was just going to cut out that part and start over. <laughs> I was told, um, like near the first time I met you, that it was actually Moshe. Is that? Uh, I mean, Moisha is a. Oh, let me start over. I mean, uh, <laughs> Moisha is a, Moisha is a, like the Yiddish pronunciation of my okay. name, but I, it's a Jewish name, so either either name really works for me. Oh, okay. If it depends on if you're who who you are. Are you my uncle? Maybe. Moisha. I might if you're be my uncle, uncle. It's Moisha, and okay. you rape me. And Ooh. if you are not my uncle, then Moshe. And if you fuck up my name then it's moshi a lot of people like to do that moshi because it's phonetic that's how it looks phonetically but that's not how it sounds okay yeah what was i saying in my head before i actually found it was moshe you did it right though you must have been saying it right no but before i mean i katie let me know the pronunciation of the first name but i was just like moshi oh that's a weird pronunciation of it it's yeah. a brian it's pronounced brian oh brian Casher. that's easy and confusing it's a silent Moshe. Um, but I, honestly, I was listening to you on the Pete Holmes podcast. And oh, lovely. Lovely P- Pete. Lovely P- Peter Pete. That's how I pronounce Pete. Peter Pete. Peter Pete. Peter old Pete. <laughs> Good old Pete. Peter. Big Pete. <laughs> big Peter. Oh, speaking of big Peter. see the size of them. Big. big. Just get big. <laughs> Bigger. Hey, big. Getting smaller. Big. Pete's on a diet. There are so many comedians in the room right now. Pete's Pete on a diet. <laughs> Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. With pizza oh. in a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. The truth is that Moshe and I just call Pete the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the 90s. 
<laughs> you could do hey, the new dance. Swing. <laughs> yeah, that's the nineties as well. Caramello. <laughs> so on the uh, the show that you were on, there was just, it was awesome because you're all debating about religion, and you two were talking about uh, sex attitudes, and I just loved how he comes from a very conservative background, and you were incredibly sex positive. Yeah, I mean, I th- I I I think maybe I've, I oversold my sex. Po- I want my sex positivity. I'm I think sex is dirty and sinful and wrong. No, I thought that I uh, there is I want I'm lo- I'm interested in talking about sex positivity, which I'm into. But I also want to. I was thinking today, I would like to talk about also the negative. I, I mean, it's not. I, I sort of sometimes I feel yeah. like these ethical slut books are a little bit one sided. Like this sort of cel- oh, every celebration of sex is every sex is good, but truly there is also a kind of there's some weirdness. It's right. weird. Well, Sex Let's is talk weird. About it's it. not just good. It's Sex weird can too. Really weird. The sometimes. weirdest. Speaking of weird, I'm about. I'll make a weird. And you made it weird. I'll, I'll. I will make it weird now. I had a dream about you last night because I knew I was coming on this. Me? Yeah, weird. but like then you got super ugly. Like it was you, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I looked up and it was like not you. And you're, it was it, me. It was like your skin started getting all weird, like chafing around the chin kind of area. No, like sort of red chafe, beard chafe. No, but really, and I looked and you were like, then all of a sudden you were like a witch. I mean, for real. You had like bright orange hair and bad skin and big old fat everything. And not that that's bad. Fat's good. And then you were like touch. You were like poking my dick. You're like, we're going to talk about this today or whatever. (laughs) And then I woke up kind of in a panic. For real. Yeah. And you had never met her before? No. Holy I just, shit. I mean, I just understood that it was you. But I yeah, see I know what yeah, your yeah. face looks like, so I know that you're but it was like you, but then it became it became not well, you. Well, so you have perhaps you you have some reservations about talking about sex on it this could podcast. be because what she okay because what you said when you wanted to bring me on board was to and I'm down is to you want to talk about promiscuity. Now I and, you know, I guess I've been promiscuous in my life, but I don't like to think of myself as a promiscuous person, even if it's true. Because I don't necessarily, I mean, maybe this is not sex positive, but I don't necessarily see, I'm not, it's not something I would be like, lead with the chin on. I'm sorry to keep bringing up chin. I know that that's a sensitive <laughs> it doesn't, issue. It's you're not, not proud of it. You don't feel like it's a point of pride I'm to both have. not proud of it and also not ashamed of it. I'm sure. all of these things at once. And I sort of think that's what sort of everyone's, anybody that has a, a really uh, uh, one-sided view of sex and sexuality, I feel like is kind of naive. So if you're just like, sure. oh, it's, it's yeah. good. It's good. Fuck whoever you want. It sort of leaves, it sort of leaves out the part where like, yeah, but eventually you can get a little lonely when you're just, oh, and, and vice versa. If it's like, you know, don't fucking until you're married and fuck only one person, then it kind of you're like, all right, but eventually it gets boring. Yeah, no, there's there are lots of sides, and sometimes I'm overly positive, mainly because I have to uh, work with a lot of people who are battling a lot of negative right. attitudes, and so I'm constantly trying to, right? Hey, no, it's great. This is good. Totally. You can try this. Um, well, I but, think oh, I think that's the point of it, right? Because we're all, I mean, we're all raised in this society where we're taught, at least me and most of the people I know, we're taught that sex is a dirty thing. This fucking society that we're raised yeah, in, man, is like, you should tell the women that their bodies are ugly, man, and it's like, you should see the graffiti I've been doing in yeah. the back of Meltdown, man. I'm totally doing this um, new thing called stencil graffiti, where I make a stencil and I graffiti over it. Have you heard of this? Yeah, dude. It's sick. <laughs> what are you referring to right now? It doesn't matter. It's not important. (laughs) Occupy gender politics. Right. The other thought I had was, um, was have you ever fucked someone and then done this podcast right afterwards? Yes. Like directly afterwards, you talk to them about fucking them. Oh no 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 no. Okay, so I'm. 
I don't necessarily identify with the word slut that much um, right. or promiscuity, but honestly, this is the first time that I'm truly single in like 15 years. Well, I I had like a year, mm-hmm. but it was a very active. And you're only 15 year. years old. Oh, right. Fuck. Say that I've again very, slower. I'm, and you're only 15, 15 years, years old. old. Put the speaker up to your pussy. <laughs> 15. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Where did Someone that dragon came. come Some, from? Somewhere. That's how I sound like when I come. It is. Let's go. <laughs> if I could turn back time. If I could find a way. Oh god, this is going to be really distracting. I just learned that I didn't make you come when we had that. <laughs> Do you want me to go to be more serious? I will. Yeah, I will. I'm enjoying this. It's um I mean what was I going to say? Okay, so being, I guess, just someone who has been, I mean, you're, are you single right now? Are you single? Hey, how's it uh, going? I, hi, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm single. I'm always single. That's what okay. I'm saying. I think the negative part of all this sexing is I've been single pretty much, I'm pretty much been maintained a single lifestyle my, my whole life, more or less. So when you talk about like, I, I mean, I know exactly what you mean with the loneliness while you're sleeping with a bunch of people. Um, the Come like, on, you don't know what I mean. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> you wouldn't think to look at me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you're very sexy. Come on. All right. Um, you're, you're, you're a man. No, there have, been, there have been a couple periods of my life where I, I was just like, all right, uh, fuck a bunch of people. Sure. And the reason I stopped was because after a few months, it just like made me feel bad every time. It uh, is interesting. Why? Why do you think? Why? You think do it's you... just society? Wait, okay, wait. Many Sorry. things. First, bad in like a I feel guilty way or in like a this isn't helping my feeling of loneliness kind of way. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, it didn't, I don't know, this sounds cheesy. It didn't fill the hole I thought it would, mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, it doesn't sound cheesy, dog. It sounds sick. <laughs> it didn't fill the pussy. Uh, <laughs> that I it would. Sounds like What's a your inner, your inner pussy. <laughs> I mean, how about you in terms of just having sex with different people in your life and not necessarily being in a relationship, is there sort of a darkness to it that mm-hmm. you found? Uh, I don't really mess with black girls, necessarily. Hey, now. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, about... Uh, is there a darkness? Yeah, I, I think that... Okay, so I I think that sex, mo- just like every other intensely important thing in the world, is filled with kind of, you know, this... this huge duality which is i mean it's a, which is that i sound like a pretentious prick on the one <laughs> hand on the one hand i sound like a pretentious prick and on the other hand uh somebody's putting the speaker up to their vagina uh but i think that like <laughs> that like sex is sex is obviously awesome and great and you know the women by the way oh, okay I, I have a very add brain pattern but so i'll answer your question yes i think that there is darkness even in the most positive sex if done if done to an extreme and i think that there's also a lot of darkness in austerity too and trying trying to control your sexuality or trying to you know uh, uh, not be a thing that you that you actually are you know um and there's guilt and guilt i think is more or less useless more or less a useless thing it it serves no particular function in my opinion that doesn't that's not to say not being responsible i mean you can you can you can think to yourself i'm 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 acting out sexually without thinking i'm a dirty i'm a dirty person Mm -hmm. so you can get rid of the guilt and still have the lesson um so yeah i think that there's some darkness in sex when when you're you know i mean i've been in situations I, I, i'm sure everyone in here has where you're you're fucking people that you cannot stand as humans right 
like but you, you are attracted to them in yes sexually. Yeah. And I haven't so you, done that yet. You've never done that. I haven't done that. that. Was, you ought to try it. It's a fulfilling <laughs> feeling. It really is. It's it, nice. It's actually <laughs> the only thing that doesn't make the loneliness stick <laughs> around. <laughs> having like, sex with people you hate. Yeah, it's nice. It's what like, drives you to that point where you're having sex with someone you can't stand? Well, just I, nice body, or like I'm very drunk, or what? Silky pussy. <laughs> she got she got that silky pussy. If I hear if I hear silky pussy, I'm going for it. It don't matter. Could be it could be a white. You're talking about silky pussy being her name. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Her <laughs> yeah. name is silky pussy. Oh, her. No, um, yeah. I. Uh, She's well, a comic. What, what I think is really interesting, actually, about this is that sometimes. You know, there's chemistry is a weird thing. Whatever chemistry is, whatever brings two people together, and sometimes it makes two people fall in love kind of instantly. You know, sure. yeah. and sometimes it makes people just have this incredible sex connection. And I have noticed that there is no, there is no separate. Like I can have unbelievable sexual chemistry with it with one of these people that I can't stand, which I think is really an interesting thing. Why do I have a chemi- a chemistry that draws me to a person whose personality repels me? Right, I suppose what is even the function of that? Yeah. Wait, like, so yeah, why biologically why, why? why? Yeah. So in conversation, you're like I'm not really enjoying this, but for some reason I want to stay here and make out with you eventually. Well, well I mean when it gets that, you know, you know how certain people you have that you have that sexy mm-hmm. connection with. Yeah. Like the sex is just always amazing between the two of you. And then there's other people that you just do not fit. Kind mm-hmm. of somehow sexually, you, your your synapses don't fire together, right? It is sure. strange. It is a strange thing. And sometimes you'll be. I've noticed the opposite is true. Sometimes I'll love, a, like, have a love kind of connection, emotional connection to a person, mm-hmm. and when I start and with terrible sexual, chemistry. bad sexual chemistry. Mm-hmm. What is that about? What is love, baby? Don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me no more. <laughs> Jesus, back to the nineties. <laughs> what do you Let's think? Just it make is? this a nineties podcast. What do I think it is? Yeah. What oh. is chemistry? Well, I think it's just sort of like, I mean, I know you didn't ask me this, but I'll just go ahead and cut in and answer anyway. It's uh, fine. Just here. It's, I mean, it's very difficult to uh, get everything right anyway. You know what I mean? In, in any situation, it's difficult to get everything that you want out of something. So it's probably that that exists. Someone who you really like, who you have good sexual chemistry with, you just, it's just rare. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think it's weird, weirder than that. I think there's more, there's something more bizarre to it than, than that. I think it's, the one thing that I that is bothersome to me about that is the uh, the people that you hate having great sexual chemistry with them. The reverse, like that, sort of makes sense. You know, like you someone that you really like it and not sense. having sexual chemistry with them. Like, I mean, that can happen. That doesn't seem right. It's kind of a bummer, but it sucks. But the other one really sucks. Mm. Being drawn to someone who you consider evil, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, you just don't, you don't have any positive feelings toward but you just want to fuck their brains out all the time right i mean i'm a personality person and i that's it's it can sound really douchey but it's it's true i it's very strange but um so i haven't had a whole lot of, i've had a little bit of it i mean there is somebody i i specifically remember being like your personality is really kind of not great to me and yet there is nothing stop like i will not stop from getting naked right now for you like this this needs to happen desperately this needs to happen and i felt that draw and it is strange and not like that i couldn't stand them but that it was like i don't you're actually not that funny like you're not yeah i I mean smart but you're really into this thing it's weird anyway guys what's the guy's name what's that person's name specific first and last name social security number Four, Pete five. Holmes is his name. <laughs> you made it weird. Big Pete. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but um, in the podcast we did, uh, 
with the with the Sex at Dawn guy. We were talking all about uh, what Dave wasn't able to make it. A what Sex at Dawn? It's a book. Oh, Sex about at Dawn. Sex uh-huh. at Dawn. Mm-hmm. All about uh, our origins in terms of how we are sexually with each other mm-hmm. just before property emerged. Um, was talking about how we have all sorts of inborn um, ways of filtering through the people in your village to figure out who's the best match for you for procreating. Uh-huh. And so scent is really huge, especially for females. Then he was saying that if, let's say, I'm on the pill, and I'm all like, Dave, what's up? Looking good. Let's have sex. And so, whatever, you know. And then let's say in this day and age, you're like, okay, let's get married and make babies. And then I went off the pill. I might wake up one day and be like, oh, crap. Heidi smells completely different now. Because, oh, because your chemistry changed? Because the pills were blocking my ability to check and see my scent possibilities we're able to see if uh us combining would create a child that uh had a really strong immune immune system that's interesting that's why you have to wear blue blockers when you're dating because that takes away that that, that's what blue blockers are for blue blockers yeah the sunglasses therefore um so you can actually see someone's soul yeah (laughs) if you you wear the blue blockers I think that's weird, and I, 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 I have a hard time chalking everything up to biology. It's tempting, but I sort of feel like there's so many logical fallacies in it, you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's thousands of um, variation, or um, what is the word? Algebra. Algebra? Variable, variables. Yes. Thank you. There are several variables to to the game, but it's just interesting to kind of find out about a couple of them and just be like, oh, that's interesting. So right. there's a being drawn to someone. So do not- you do you think that when I when I'm super horny for someone, it really is my my limbic brain saying, oh, I want to make a baby with that person? Mm. No, 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 not that. I don't think it's that direct. I don't think it's like, oh, make baby with that person. I think it's also just like they smell right. Go right, for it. Right. I mean. It, it's um, like we were saying on that show because he was saying that I think for every 1,000 times human beings have sex, a baby is made. Like there's so, so much like sex going on. like a month for me, you're saying? Like a yeah, m- exactly. Maybe a month. Okay. Yeah. So all those thousands of women you're sleeping with, you know, one baby. And so it's it's not like, you know, have sex, make baby, have sex, make baby. I mean, we're having sex for lots of reasons, so... Well, but right. some people just have it, too. That's the other thing. Yeah. They just... They... Some people just are good at being sex. Being sex, like you know what I'm saying, like I those people, sex. those people out there that are just like, holy shit, this person's got it, like she has it, like mm-hmm. there are, and there are people I have been with enough people to know that certain people are they're very have positive sexual energy, they're into their sexuality, they're not like prudes, but they just don't have it, and some women just get it, they have a kind of uh, language of sex of physical sexuality that just. I don't know why that's true, but it is just true. They know what they're doing. And that's why I've always said... Are you talking about in social gatherings where you're all like, she's it, I want to... No, no. Now I'm talking about a way of carrying yourself. No, that too. Some people are sexy, but sometimes there's people who who present very sexy, Mm -hmm. and then you get them in bed, and And they will. They're not really sexy. It's all just a big kind of defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. But some people, you get them in bed, and you're like, whoa, you... No, you, it's not just technique because mm-hmm. obviously there's technique and that's a totally different thing. It's you just know the language of your own body. You mm-hmm. know how to be sexy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've always said that dumb people are, are generally better at sex than <laughs> smart people. Because they don't overthink it. Yeah, because yeah. sex, when you're doing sex, you're mm-hmm. an idiot. 
You're mm-hmm. a fucking Absolutely. moron. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, uh-huh. Yeah. And then pump, 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 pump. Have yeah. you ever looked at yourself in the mirror having sex? <laughs> you look like an idiot. You know, you're supposedly Absolutely. supposed to be hot. You look over and you're just like, I, oh, fucking, what am I doing? Am well, I listen like, to yourself, too. I yeah. mean, it's why people say the same thing over and right. over again. You like that? Yeah, I fucking like it. Yeah, we established <laughs> that say, five strokes this. ago. Yeah, I'm I like, saying this. Uh, uh, I'm saying this. I'm yeah. saying, yeah. And so a dumb person just goes, blah, 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 blah. give me, give me, eat it, mm, put it in me, take it out, now taste it, taste it. And a I smart person, they don't have to play a role at all. I face right now when he's doing that. But a smart person is going, oh, put it in me. What am I fucking talking about, put it in me? Am I kidding? Like, come on, get the, f- oh my God. But then, so to be a smart person that's good at sex, you have to, I have to. As a per- so that's really he good thinks he's wow no I, I, I'm really smart so. <laughs> and really good in bed and super humble end of podcast uh, but you have to turn that off you have to turn your your inner judger off mm-hmm. and that's you know what I'm saying I mean you must do that too oh god I'm you uh, think me in bed is just it's comical because it's the minute the arousal process starts because of course I notice the arousal process and so like then the brain has to quiet down to let the arousal happen and then I, I'll have these moments where I'm really in the moment and there's moments where I'm like oh that was fascinating and then I start mm. going into sex mode taking notes for your podcast exactly yeah. and then I'm like remember that for later uh, and then I'm get back into it like G-spotting that's awesome you know even though I'm dead inside G-spot wise but sometimes not you're dead in spot inside G-spot wise yeah it's just it's not it's just, is it like rough and chafed like your chin your G-spot <laughs> Yeah, I was just people have been making out with it. Like that. If I, um, so if I do the come here fingers, that's, that's what they always say in the sex manuals. Is do they? And then hither. make a come hither. Yeah, oh, that's right. It, it only struck well, me recently where I'm like, that. no one says come hither. like, And no one really does the beckoning with two fingers. It doesn't make any well, sense. Well, imagine it. Imagine you and I are together in bed. Come and hither. I sli- and I slide my fingers into you, and I touch your G spot, and then I whisper, "Come hither." <laughs> no, Dave. Then Dave. No, Dave pops up from I'm behind, there, I'm from behind there. my d- naked body, and I'm I'm doing it, and then Dave goes, "Come hither." <laughs> Instant orgasm. Yeah, absolutely. For me, not you guys. <laughs> and Dave just comes on my back. I just start to cry. <laughs> I whisper in Moshe's ear, "Where do you want it?" You start to cry, and then you you think I'm crying, but it turns out it's just Dave's jisms running down my face. That's the point where Sandra fades out of a photograph. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and Moshe till the end of and time. And then all of a sudden the bed opens up in hydraulics and Cher comes out on a hydraulic elevator. If I could turn back time again. And then we yeah, and then we enact that entire music video <laughs> and are both famous. Thanks just, for having us on the podcast. <laughs> that's great. Wow, this is Oh, I, I like just sort of sitting back and enjoying the ride. The comics are enjoyable. I feel bad sometimes because mm. I feel like I, we talk too much. Ramble, so I, ramble. It's your, okay. your you, podcast. You weren't Gra- loved as much as a child as you should have. It's cool. It's cool. Bring it I don't think now. it's that simple. Wow, yeah. that's a very judgmental uh, way <laughs> to a- examine my sexuality. It probably was it, though. It's probably connected, right? I, I think was, she was, I was actually like, examining your choice to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, no, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. The truth is I was overloved as a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. My mom, my mom was lo- loving in a way that was slightly abusive. I mean, but oh, yeah? I mean, she would feel my, she would feel on me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, she would say, "My mom used love as like a weapon, kind of." Mm-hmm. So it'd be like my bro- my brother had this real re- realization in therapy where he would he realized like when he we were growing up, we would tell my mom like, uh, you know, I'm hungry, or you lied to me, or you went through my stuff, and she would say, "I love you." And like Whoa. that's not the right answer. That's Whoa. not that's the wrong answer. And I, it's nice that you love me, but that's not that's not um, useful for me in this situation. It didn't solve the problem. Yeah. yeah. So wow. interesting. Whoa, that's a that's specific. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I am nothing if not specific. 
it's strange when you realize. I remember being in therapy as a teenager and then being like, let's talk about your, your, your childhood. And I was like, oh, no, it was fine. All right, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and I totally thought my Your childhood. Your therapist is all cracking his neck. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll talk about it a little more. Yeah, now no, we got it. Was it. Fine. it was fine. All right, let's take this subject right now. <laughs> I didn't block anything. <laughs> I remember all of it. It was all good. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yes. You... So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, don't cry. No, uh, it was just funny because then I realized in my 20s, I was like, oh, yeah, there are issues there, you know, but it takes you a while to realize them. And what are those issues? What are the most sensitive and secretive issues you have psychologically? <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you blinking? <laughs> <laughs> I can't blink. So. Moshe, can I ask you a question? Uh No. Sandra, okay. Uh, yes, please, Damn. Dave. Um, I just thought in the in the uh, spirit of of whatever we had planned to talk about the today, yes. the spirit, yeah, the beer of, um, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I, I don't want to say it. This is going to sound strange. Uh, but you, as a person who I I don't, I don't want to yeah, say promiscuous, but control like control the media. I guess you, yeah. you as a Jewish person, yeah. how do I get money? That's uh, what I was gonna <laughs> stay close to me. Kid. I'll tell you what. No, like you're as a person who uh, has who's in the upper tier of of amount of sex that you have. <laughs> so who has sex more sex than the how most do we get people. sex? Uh, that's not what I was gonna oh, ask, okay, but go for it. You can ask that. No, no, no. I, What's your question? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you said that um, that you're mostly single, and I guess what I'm curious is, like, do does the negative outweigh the positive? Would you prefer to have less sex and, and be like settled down, or do you think that um, you you like uh, to be having sex with a lot of different people and not tied to them? Well, I mean, the uh, yeah, we're getting towards my comfort zone. Sorry. For the public oh, okay. <laughs> consumption. We How many listeners do you have? 50,000? <laughs> okay, so ladies. <laughs> I, uh, okay, so as a person that's, that is single mostly and enjoys sex, I think two different things. This, too, has a duality. <laughs> um, I think two different things. One thing is that I think, well, while I'm waiting to have... I'm not going to just not fuck people while I'm sitting around waiting to find love. That'd be boring. What am I going to do? Uh, so I'd go out there and have fun. I mean, that's what yeah. your that's what your body's. You get a you get a hard on for a reason. You're supposed to use it. Like, have fun if you enjoy it. Do it. Sure. But then there's another part of me that thinks all of that is just you telling yourself that so that you can avoid being in relationships. Mm-hmm. And you're fucking you fuck so that you don't ever have. So basically, you fuck 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 and don't pay attention. You miss the opportunities that could have come along had you been more pragmatic and more sort of calm in your sexuality mm-hmm. and saying, ah, oh, this is a person who I could really, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Sure. This was truer when I was younger. Qualitative, and, not quantitative. Well, that's, yeah, this was, exactly. When I was younger, it was a lot truer because I had less of an understanding of myself as a person. Mm-hmm. I would ju- I just, I was not really in control of my mm-hmm. sexuality or, or I don't know if I'm in control of it, but I didn't understand it. So mm-hmm. when I looked back on it, I, go, I think when I was about 18 or, or 20, 20 or something, I looked mm-hmm. back at all the partners that I had had and I thought and I saw very clearly, oh, there's this huge group of people that I had f- been fucking and this very small group of people that I had been telling, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't be in a relationship with you because I'm busy fucking this huge group of people who I didn't like. None right. of them are memorable to me. None of the, I, They're faceless kind of mm-hmm. whatevers. And this small group of people are people that 
were meaningful and I could have had a real and I did have real connections with them. And in that way, I lost out on these connections that I could have had while I was busy distracting myself with kind of boring sex. Because the truth is, most sex is boring and not mm-hmm. really that pleasant. I agree mean, with that. It's mostly just like, uh, it's mostly almost trend. It can be almost transactional. It's kind of. Like once you've sort of tasted their flavor, unless you really like that flavor, it's like, okay, well, that was nice. You talking about licking the booty? (laughs) (laughs) I got confused. Okay, go ahead. I was like, you know, like everyone, I think of everyone as a different flavor of life. And and now I'm like, oh, now I can taste the rainbow. (laughs) And it's just, it's interesting because it's like, oh, right. If I don't really feel meaningful about this connection, well, I could probably do that just once and then move on. Right. But it's also sort of like the first, I mean, at least for me, the first time I sleep with someone is almost, it's sort of like you're getting that one out of the way. You know what I mean? That's true. There's there's so much awkwardness. Like, we just got to do this once so it's not awkward anymore. Right. But for me, yeah, for me it's awkward because it's just like, oh, so many orgasms. I'm giving this one so many orgasms. It's like enough already. Every time. Yeah, and you have you have the like the the uh, bell ding, and your yeah ding, exactly. Ding, 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 Jesus Christ, I'm trying to sleep. You here. know that I've we live together. You, you don't know me very well, but you know that I've never been with a woman who didn't have multiple orgasms. Oh my god! She, they always tell me that. That that's true, right? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry, then no woman has ever faked an orgasm with you, right? No, I ever. doubt it. Anyone that ever says that, I know, has been lied to. <laughs> I right. think sure. it's I think it's patently insane that women bother faking orgasms. It's in, it's insane. It's like, why are you doing that? For what? How so? I mean, I'm just curious. It's though. such an ab- psychological absurdity what you're doing when you fake an orgasm. Mm-hmm. You're faking an or what? Like it, it's. I used to think that as well, but I actually an episode of this podcast changed my mind. Jamie Waxman was on, and she, mm-hmm. I mean, she said something really fascinating. She she said it's a huge turnoff for her during sex if a guy says, uh, "I'm gonna make you come," uh-huh. because it feels like she feels like it puts pressure on her. To come, and it never occurred to me that like that uh, women or a partner in general would feel pressure to have an orgasm in order to make their partner feel good. So I think that's where it comes from. Oh, like, for sure. No, I get I mean, why they do it psychologically. I just think it's like it's absurd. It's mm-hmm. an absurd. It is. It's useless. You shouldn't do it. Yeah, just say. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to speak for what a woman should do. I just. Mm-hmm. Do you do that? You fake orgasm? I faked an orgasm once. I felt horrible. Never did it again. You felt bad. You felt guilty. Oh, well, yeah, guilty and just like, what was the point of that? That didn't even make sense. Hmm. I yeah, faked an orgasm once. Anything. Did you? Yeah, I just spit. I went, All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm confused. Where did you spit? Was it? Like, I guess like on, on her, her back. back. That was the joke. That was the. Oh, okay. This was a joke. Okay. You can, all... can you edit that one out? Is that possible? Cool. <laughs> I sort of have faked an orgasm once. I kind of have too. Or have you it faked was, the intensity of the orgasm? No, but kind of was like, okay, I'm done. It, yeah, it was like that. <laughs> yeah. Just I was not really into it anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was yeah, I was not. <laughs> I'm not really proud of that. Mm-hmm. That didn't make her feel very good. I felt mm-hmm. bad about it. It's Aww. interesting, man. It's like um, I think sex is such a, obviously it's so it's so weird. It's also weird that women have. That it's hard for women to have orgasm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cr- like that. It's psychological. Tell me if you agree with me, because you're a woman mm-hmm. and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Are we? That's true, right? We're, yeah, we're there, I, right? I am female-bodied. <laughs> oh, that's right. Right, you are binary-gendered. <laughs> me too. Oh, one, one, oh. I'm cisgendered. Are you? And do you consider yourself that? Not really. Oh, oh, cisgendered is original, right? Cisgendered means born the- a woman is a woman. 
identifies female or identifies as a woman and was born that your gender and your sex biology line up right okay so you are cisgendered yeah me too i guess and i mean dave it's up in the air yeah it's up Um, (laughs) (laughs) but like uh the fact i think about this a lot that women that 10 percent of women 10 to 12 percent of women will never have an orgasm in their life will never experience orgasm where did you get that figure? I just looked it up because I'm, I'm trying to research it for a joke. Uh-huh. So that's that's what I read. Ten, uh-huh. ten, at least there is a percentage, and the, what I read said ten to twelve percent, which is incredible. Uh-huh. I mean, never have an orgasm, whole life. I'm curious. I'm curious about that. I'm just curious about how they got that figure. Because what do you just, like everybody in an old folks' home, right? I'm also curious about the different generations. Like I feel like people in their 20s and 30s going forward, especially with the availability of vibrators. I feel like but, if, but there are still there is still a large amount of like, yes. portion of this country of people who don't even think that that's okay to get one. Yes, you know? yeah, no, no, no. It's um, it's more. I mean, I've met women in all stages of life, like you know, me in their seventies. Yeah, me too. In their teens. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, well. and just exploring their bodies and finally like, hitting this point where they go, no, I want to step it up. I want right. to step it up in my own life, and but. I did think about that recently. Like, wow, some people don't ever get to that point and they live out their whole life and just don't let's, get there. Let's be clear. Not people. Women. Women. Men do not. I've never met a man that is not orgasmic. That, mm-hmm. seem, that seems to be a hmm. ca- contradiction in mm-hmm. terms. Like, all men are orgasmic. Well, there are asexual people. But I even mean, they are orgasmic. I mean, they can orgasm. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I right? I, think I don't I'm know. Right. I like, don't know. You know, wet dream kind of situation. Right. right. You would be, a, you would be a broken... You would be broken. You would be a broken man. That's right. Yeah. But are you, you saying... You would not be built correctly if you couldn't uh, reproduce. Are you saying that there are 10 to 12% of female bodies do not have the ability to No, orgasm? that's exactly what I'm not saying. Okay. What's fascinating to me about this idea is that those people, and I'm just assuming this anecdotally, but I think it's probably pretty damn true, is that all, the, all women who are not orgasmic are not orgasmic because of a weird psychological... You know, barrier that's been handed to them by sort of patriarchal society. Not, and I don't even think it's diabolical. I don't think there's some man clacking his fingers together like we're gonna fight, we're gonna take away the women's ability to come. But they, we have imposed a the fact that one woman, any woman, can have orgasms means that all women, all women physiologically are capable of orgasm. So it's just a psychological. Well, block. it's a lot of things. I mean, it's. It's sure psychological blocks, but also just it's the way our bodies line up. I mean, just depending on your angle. Like, let's say we're just doing male-female penetration or sure. on sex. Just depending on where your pelvises are placed and, and how you're grinding, it can totally happen or it can't happen. No doubt. But what about well, what think- if I say to that woman? Let's say our bodies don't. I find this hard to believe, but let's say our body, your and my bodies don't line up sexually. Mm. Then I would. Well, like, I mean, they fit together, right? But I don't do it. It doesn't happen for you. Uh huh. Then I would say. Oh, you totally put it on yourself as if it wasn't a team effort. Well, You're like, okay. well, I don't do it. It doesn't happen for <laughs> well, you. Well, I've got issues. Uh-huh. But then I would say, well, get yourself off for me. Let me, let me, uh, this is creepy. But true. I would be like, well, dude, get out, you know, get off. Let's do, you know, have. Oh, that is so hard. Make it happen for yourself so that you can be satisfied. Like, I'll tell you what, if you and me are in bed together and I'm not having an orgasm during sex, I'm not leaving your house without having an orgasm unless mm-hmm. you like anger me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to find a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you're like, right, I'm tired yeah, yeah, yeah. of fucking or something or, uh, and then I'm going to just make it happen without any hesitation i'll just you know finish or whatever i know i've been told i'm a zen buddhist in bed because uh-huh. i even if it's not happening it's just I, 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 because you float 
<laughs> I levitate. It's true. It's yeah. kind of interesting that way. Oral sex is fascinating when you're levitating. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> well, but, I would imagine that it is fascinating. Well, but I remember a lot of frustration, but I, I came to a lot of peace, I think, when I realized that it wasn't a rule that I had to and there was no pressure to have to have, right. to, have to. But yeah, sometimes you just you just need it. Like your body freaking needs it. Yeah. And it's hard. And then, then I'll just pull out a sex toy and be like, you know what? This is going to make everything better. Right. We're all going to feel more calm. It's funny. I actually don't. Uh, and I've said this before. I don't come every time I have sex. What? Yeah, I don't. What? Yeah. What? Judger. Yeah. Judger I, over here. I'm not. Ju- I don't think it's <laughs> negative. It's mind boggling. Right. You mean you just pack up your dick and you're like, thanks? Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, then he turns her over and just jerks off. No, it is. Well, uh, that's finishing. That's coming to me. No, no, no. I mean, like, sometimes. I don't know. Like, I think this happened the last time I slept with a girl. Yeah, I mean, we'll just the, the in 1994. S- back to the 90s. <laughs> that's right. When I was 12 years old. See, my mother came into my room. Oh, God. And made um, sweet love to me. <laughs> <laughs> she carried with her. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. The, sometimes, like, the session just lasts so long, and she's finished, and we're both tired. And I expect to, like, you like, take a break and then have more sex, and then we just don't. Right. Uh, and it normally happens when we're having sex, like, late at night. Uh, I've been drunk or tired or something uh-huh. like that. Oh, and um, then you just are like, oh, I'm too tired. I'm going to bed kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. I guess I can see that. Yeah. I was with a with a woman at some point, and she I I went down on her for a while. Right? Yeah. How? What's a while? I don't know. Like five, five minutes, days. Okay. Five <laughs> minutes at least. And uh, at the end of that, I got up as if to say, and this straight up, like I'm too, I'm just too old. I'm too old for this shit. Uh, Dana Glover. Did you say that to her? Is that I what should have said it to her. I get up and, and you know, I'm sort of like, mm, your turn or whatever. Wait, did she come? Um, she didn't. She okay. had that thing where she was like, oh, you know, forget it. You know that what? Yeah, the yeah, really. Like, oh, yeah. Let's do something it's different. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Okay. Kind of so five thing. minutes later. It wasn't five minutes. It was okay. quite a while. Okay, thirty. Minutes. I, I went until she she tapped out. Right. Okay. And she was like, and I was like, okay, your turn or whatever. And she was like. No, I don't. No, I'm not gonna do that. It was what? like the first time hooking up. She's like, I'm huh. not gonna do that. It's our first time hooking up, and I was just like, so. Oh, so you're you're selfish. Yeah, that didn't. Seem I said fair. that to her. Like, like she oh. didn't even want to just hand job you a little action. Well, here's the problem with hand jobs. Mm-hmm. They're everybody says hand jobs suck, but the hand jobs don't suck. And I'm sorry, this is gonna sound sexist. Women are bad at hand jobs, mm-hmm. and here's it's a not sexist. It's a not sexist. I I think it, it actually is, be, is because of men. Men complain about hand jobs so much that women never figure. It feels to me that women never, uh, many women never figure out how to give them correctly. So because they think, oh, guys don't like them because guys are always complaining about how shitty they are. It's like this in this cycle of uh, uh, that con- this perpetual cycle. Sure, where the man's like, hand jobs suck. Women don't know how to have do it. Have you ever had a great hand job from from a female? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's like hand job. Like I always want to say and i know this sounds very sort of misogynist too but i always want to say when women don't know how to give a good blowjob or give a good hand job i always want to say go home and watch pornography for two hours watch watch google best blowjob google hand job porn and do that come back to me visit me and do that that's how you figure out what, what would be nice oh but it's so if you watch porn though it's a lot of just Deep throating, sure. and I—I I mean, it's visually really hot, but the sensation isn't always. I mean, if I did exactly what I saw in porn, it would just be a lot of like, oh, good, oh, good. Okay. Ah, and like some You're jerking right. off. This does sound terrible. Like, ah. 
No, it's um, <laughs> usually when it comes to actually like making or making someone, but helping someone come. It's 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 there's a lot of. Well, I guess it's just also everyone's style. Like my blowjob style is I'm just I try and hit a lot of nerve endings all at once, and so it's a lot more. You know, there's two hands. It's not. I know what you're saying. Of, you're saying if you go to porn, all you're going to see is like some kind of crazy like like sexist like choke gag throat fuck kind of horribleness i'm not mm-hmm. talking about that look at 50 videos some of them will be that some will be something if you literally were to go to 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 your female listeners that don't feel like they know how to give a hand job or a blow job now you maybe you'll disagree with what i'm saying so i can't so wait go to you like you porn or, or lobster tube or whatever it's lobster called tube. and just go and just type in the search field best blow jobs best blow job Mm-hmm. And just watch all of the videos. You will not only see some Max Hardcore guy, like you know, mm-hmm. with a speculum opening up a woman. Like, you'll see some set more romantic, nice ones, but sure. they will all be what some male person deemed. Oh, this is the best looking bl- blowjob I've ever seen. It won't all. Be, and and so you come back and do that. I promise that you will be better. And hand jobs more. I would say hand jobs even more so because I think most women literally, most women literally don't know what to do mm-hmm. with a hand job. Mm-hmm. But you could also. I mean, you could also just substitute that for direction yourself you know what i mean saying i mean i know that that can make you feel uncomfortable that's true but if you have it worked out where you can communicate that way that also could do it that is that's true except it's it's hard to say to a person it's hard to it's embarrassing obviously Mm -hmm. it is it's also hard to say to a person like be more mm, enthusiastic seem like you like this more uh you know i mean you could say things like spit i have told a girl i have told a girl who was giving me a a a hand job that hurt uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean that's the, that's the biggest problem I have with hand jobs is that the girls seem to think that my dick is like a is something to be pulled on uh, mm-hmm. very hard mm-hmm. uh, with like a clenched hand. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem. Was like... you doing the uh, the bully? We're going to take your lunch money. Absolutely, kind of thing. I'm actually just talking about a time I got the shit kicked out of me. Uh, it wasn't a hand job. No, um, and I told a girl I was like, listen, okay, 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 stop. Uh, and do you mind if I, I give you some advice? And mm-hmm. she was like, uh, and I was like, okay, I know this sounds weird, but like, just think about what feels good when someone touches your arm, mm-hmm. like the amount of, uh, like how gentle you would be mm-hmm. and the amount of sensation and, and think, just think about what would feel good if someone was touching a part of your body and then do that. Yeah. And she was like, okay. And then it, it was great. I, yeah. actually, really? I, have a, I actually That's have a, great. I have a joke about that, actually. Oh, really? Like, at the end of every bad blowjob, it's always like, the girl always will ask you, like that? I'm like, no, <laughs> of course not like that. No. What, you thought that's what all the hype of the blowjob was about? That's what the rappers were talking about? Was you awkwardly serrating my dick with your teeth? No, not like that. I get that you don't have a penis, but use your imagination to extrapolate what might feel pleasant if you did. Like, I don't have a vagina, but I don't go down on women by just jabbing my face into the pubis. <laughs> I did a physical thing that's really funny, but um, but um, I was joking when I said really funny. I was fake. It, it's hard no, to find we, the we, real we bravado. I understand. And the fake bravado. It's all. It's all. It's all. Uh, well, can I bring the dildo out to show you what most women do with hand jobs? Can you just use my arm or something? Yeah, I can. Okay. Then you're gonna smell like. Toxic okay, I'll uh, do commentary. There's a toxic dildo right. in the room. So most women, Sandra you're so far has... away. Most women. So this is your. This is your fist is your he- is okay. the head of a dick. Okay. Most so elbow to fist. This right. is He's a giant the this middle of okay. penis. Most Sandra's women arm. grab the shaft, just the shaft, right, which has literally no no feeling in it. Right. Not even really that pleasant to have it. I mean, it's just me. What? And then you just go like this. 
Yeah, they pull the they, they just, hold a spot and pull the skin up and down. Just go like this because the skin is loose this around. This uh, just a little. It's like it's like basically just like is your arm skin is your skin there? Yeah, your skin's still there. <laughs> is your skin gonna come off? Not gonna come off. It's not okay. even yeah. just like you said. It's not even like a good massage. It's just like okay. a person pulling and pushing, and then here's okay. it's weird because yes. I just about came. Very oh yeah, Dave really so. liked that jerking motion he did to my forearm just there. <laughs> um. There's something very important, an element that we are missing in this conversation, is and that is Berkelium, ber- ber- the element. Spit or lube yeah. is really important. No shit. <laughs> Giving a hand job without any lube, especially if the person is not intact, you're not working with a foreskin. Intact? So you don't, yeah. What do you mean intact? Like um, foreskin. Foreskin. That, felt, that felt judgy. <laughs> the word intact is very judgy, I think. Intact? Yeah, but saying <laughs> circumcised or not circumcised is showing bias towards circumcised and making people with foreskins f- feel marginalized. Well, they get more nerve endings, so fuck them. Intact is, come on. Intact? Intact, that's, that's the term for people. That's a bad term. Well, it doesn't actually offend me, obviously, but I think it's intact makes you. Oh, so my dick is not intact. It does seem like you're less of a person if you, <laughs> if you have had your foreskin removed. It's uh, it's just an option versus circumcised or not circumcised. Like, oh, you've been it's saying that it's okay to be intact. Basically, that's just the terminology. So it's people it who is defaulting about. towards the current political zeitgeist of anti circumcision. Actually, the current one is to be circumcised. No, the current movement in the sex, mm-hmm. the, I feel in the sex positive or the mm-hmm. the sexual political the sex poli- politics world is. Very anti-circumcision. Really? Oh yeah, that's like that is the movement. Is the move just like in San Francisco? They recently literally yeah. had a vote on whether or not to outlaw circumcision in the city of San Francisco. Whoa, why? I guess I would say the current zeitgeist of just society would just be uh, Amer- anti-foreskin. American American society's aesthetic choice has is mm-hmm. is anti-circumcision, but the you mean but- pro-circumcision. I'm sorry. Yeah, is pro circumcision. What uh-huh. uh, what, a, what an American what an American idea of what a dick looks like is an uncircumcised penis. Everywhere else in the world, that's not true, uh, except obviously Israel and the Muslim world. Mm-hmm. But um, but what I'm saying is that in the in the current sort of like poli- you know just like in in, in, in the same a- way that it's that it's that it's not cool to say oh look at that she male. Mm-hmm. It's it's that 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 right whoever saying that, that whoever okay. saying that is also say is also sort of leaning towards it's not cool to circumcise your children. You think people who say shemale are also saying no. no? I'm so confused. Okay, I'm not making my, <laughs> my point. I do agree she- though. I do agree with Moshe. I think actually intact is more offensive than circumcised is. Like because you're right, saying like circumcised or not circumcised is putting the negativity on having a foreskin. Mm-hmm. But referring to something as intact means that it's whole, that yeah. it's a whole thing. Whereas like saying something's not intact, it was referring to like there's something wrong about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's a piece missing. Okay. Or, you're having issues with the term because, I mean, I don't know if you're circumcised or not. Um, I am circumcised, mm-hmm. but I don't care what mm-hmm. you say about uh-huh. it either way. But it is a, it's a funny it's a funny way of dealing with the fact that people didn't like to say they're not circumcised. Mm-hmm. Because and I think it comes down to the fact that people don't like – there's a, group, a very big group of people within the sex community – that don't like circumcision. They mm-hmm. think it's it's barbaric and brutal. Mm-hmm. And so they are... Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, no, I definitely am um, against 
neonatal circumcision ne- uh, for babies. Yeah. You're saying. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. right. So, but so, so you're and you're in a kind of sex uh, educator kind of world, and I think that the current mm-hmm. kind of pol- the current understanding of circumcision is leaning away from it being an acceptable thing to do. And so if that's where probably a word like intact probably comes from that kind of yeah, sens- sensibility. But immediately, both of you seemed really against that terminology it's, too. It is not like I said. I don't care about anything mm-hmm. really. But I don't. I don't, so I don't actually you care I'm, about nothing. I'm not total. I'm not offended by that terminology. But I think it's like co- it's comically. It is funny. It's, yes. Yeah, it's comically and obviously sort of making a political statement by saying intact. Right. I also just play with terms a lot and just like not a female bodied, like all you see female bodied, I'll see chicks or I right. play with different stuff. So you got the moment where I said not intact instead of circumcised. So let's it's say funny. that. Uh, so he has a again? full dick. This guy has a full dick. Oh, right. So <laughs> give me your arm again. Okay. Jerk it off. So basically, if you're not working with a foreskin, it's even. It's it like. felt really, so much nicer. <laughs> it's harder because. Because the foreskin just glides, and then so most right. of the penises that I work with, work with, <laughs> sleep with, that sounded weird. Um, fucks with. I fucks. I will be fucking with. Uh, it's just you're just pulling skin unless right. it's moisture, and then even if you're using spit, you eventually just get dry mouth, and you're just like, right. <laughs> you know, and you just and it's like, can we please use some lube? Like, is there lube? But in you the don't building? actually have to. I mean, okay, I know that you should be using lube, but even if there is no lube, you don't have to pull skin. You can loosen right, your you grip a little bit. Gl- no, but spit on skin. it. Yeah, everyone listening, spit on it. Spit is right awesome. now, spit right now. And then on you have a little it, porn star moment. Yeah, and that's a great thing yeah. because look, look, porn is made for a male viewer to see what they want. It's very one-sided, and it's not. It's not the most, uh, uh, you know, female-centric mm-hmm. thing in the world. Obviously, M- much of it. Some of it obviously is changing now, but. So that's a that you can t- keep that in mind when you're watching it. You say, okay, well, this is made for a male eye to view and say, ooh, I like the way that looks, which means that you're going to k- keep that person happy. Like, you know, I obviously, you know, I mean, it would be nice if there was tools like that that were uh, as obvious for women. But I think because pornography is so male dominated, it's hard for me to go Google best pussy eating ever because right. it'll just be some guy going blah, 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 blah. so I have a question I want to yes. change the conversation for a minute since we're uh, low on time and you had mentioned that you have some issues around like female orgasms in bed do you find that when you're as, as a guy going into the sack with a female do you find that if she doesn't orgasm that it uh, diminishes like your feeling of like success at, at the event I, it's the inter- event that's an interesting question I think that it's a I think I think that it's a loaded. I think it's actually also a loaded question. The mm-hmm. the, the language that you, that you use because oh. I think no no no. I'm not again. I'm not offended, but I think that that is the current understand. I think that's part of the problem is that women think of men, and maybe a lot of men are doing this. I recognize that a lot of my attitudes about sex are not fair because there's a, a lot of meat-headed guys that are that are the reason that people feel this way. Mm-hmm. But I think women think of men as trying to make them come in order that they'll feel sexually powerful. And mm-hmm. I don't I never feel like, "Oh, I'm not a good enough lover. She didn't come." I feel like, "Oh, it's too bad that my partner didn't have mm-hmm. an orgasm." Absolutely. I want, yeah. I want her to have had as much mm-hmm. fun as I did. Mm-hmm. No, I asked the question like that because earlier you were like, "Oh, well, I have issues around that." And it was around female orgasms, so I thought maybe that was the thing. So I, I had orga- I said I had issues around people faking orgasm oh okay i thought it was about okay the the heart it being hard to achieve orgasm oh i also i also i just think it's i think it's fascinating that women have such a difficult time having orgasms i think it's like a fascinating kind of like commentary on on sexuality and like i wonder if do you think if let's say you were raised (laughs) let's say you had been raised on the moon 
Right. I'm, I always think about these things. I, I've thought about the raised on the moon by robots analogy. With for a, absolutely no media no, from, zero. from Earth. It's okay. literally okay. robots. Literally robots. I've thought about this with tra- transgendered people as well. Uh-huh. To, what truly is gender mm-hmm. uh, from society and what is partially biological, right? Mm-hmm. So I've thought about that too. If a hundred people were, were raised or a, you know, a million people were raised on the moon with no, no connection to stimulus, would what would true what what gender things would still be there and mm-hmm. what would we find are just 100% from society but let's say you were raised uh, does it, it make sense horrifying yes it's I mean, horrifying I've heard it'll of never people happen like being trapped in their attic and not having any right you know outside influence like through their de- developmental years and they were just effed for life in terms right. of in- integrating into society so it's let's, just reminds me of that tragic right. Let's take all the neg- <laughs> let's take all the negative out. Okay, and, okay, and you okay, loved okay, it. Okay. You loved I'm your you it. loved your moon robot. Okay, okay. you were really into your biodome moon robots, and they came and they gave you a little grape every day to eat, and One you grape. were just no 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 no. And then, how, do you think that it would be as difficult? I don't know how easy it is for you to come, but do you think that it would be as difficult for women to have orgasms in that in the in the biodome, or could they? Do you think they would more be able to come very easily? Like I think men? it'd be easier. I definitely think it'd be. Seems easier. like it would be yeah. right. I mean, just in general, if I didn't have any pre- because there's not like there's not guilt swimming around in their head and uh, guilt and or pressure, self loathing and stuff like that, or, or like having guilt, had the sex pressure, itself. The thought that women w- women aren't supposed to have orgasms. Like a lot of women straight up don't know that they're capable of orgasms. They don't think they're supposed to have orgasms. They don't even know that, they, that women have sex. They don't know that they have a clit. They don't know. I mean, right. there's a lot of right. lack of information about anatomy. I mean, the clit doesn't exist on some anatomy charts. You know, I mean, that is changing. But let me ask you this, Moshe. Uh, and, or do we have to? Is it, are we out of time? We are totally out of time. What happened? What happens next? Well, now we we record. We four have more a episodes. crazy caveman gangbang after this. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, Katie. I'm looking at you. <laughs> how did you feel this? How was this conversation compared to what you expected? I find comedians fascinating because there's a lot of deflecting to jokes when when I'm asking serious questions. Oh, sure. right. That's why I asked you though at the beginning if it was funny. Because I wanted to do it right, but I feel mm-hmm. and now I feel like I swung and a missed. Yeah, no, but no, then we got really serious and we were talking about society and stuff, you know? What question do you have for me that I haven't answered directly? I want to answer it directly for you. Well, you mentioned about the whole negativity of sexuality. I'm curious right. about mm, what is that darkness that you've experienced in terms of, I mean, is it just the lack of relationships and that you've missed out on that? Well, I actually think, and this is where I'm probably going to lose a bunch of people. I actually think that that there's something, there is something beyond biology and physical pleasure to to sex. And there's something, uh, obviously, there's something emotional, but I also think there's something kind of mystical about mm-hmm. it, and that there's some sort, there is in fact, and it it is good for a person whose sexuality has been stunted and shamed by society. Mm-hmm. Some of the people that you work with, for those people to go out and get fucked by some random stranger for that person it's mm-hmm. a healthy good thing or mm-hmm. a, or a 27 year old virgin it's a good mm-hmm. thing for that person to go find a prostitute and just get fucked not be a virgin anymore so they can get past that psychological mm-hmm. barrier you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. to go to delve into the kind of darker realms of sex mm-hmm. and sexuality but on the other hand when you're a person that is very very active sexually th- when you start just fucking and fucking and fucking then you start to you you i feel like you can start to lose touch with the kind of the the sort of beautiful and tender parts of sexuality and it becomes it just it does it becomes very 
uh, it becomes there are darknesses in sexuality. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, and not of none. They're not good or bad, but they have emotional resonance. You know, it's right. like I've been with women who like to be really. They like to play really, really rough, right? And they're into that. They claim that they like that, and then they. F- and then I have talked to them and they had like an emotional hangover from mm-hmm. what they asked for the next day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they got physical pleasure out of it. But in, psychologically, the next day they were left with a fuck. I pushed that myself too hard mm-hmm. or a guy going to prostitutes or blah, blah, blah. There are there are darknesses. Right. I mean, when you don't respect your boundaries or you push your boundaries into a place where I mean, yeah, I think we've all gone gone too far into a place where we didn't want to. I mean, sure. Even I have where I'm like, ooh, the next day, like I really I shouldn't have done that yeah and so sometimes it's a it's an incremental thing you know so if you fuck a hundred people at the end of the hundred people you can think to yourself like you this this that felt the last 50 sexual experiences i've had have been physically gratifying and emotionally empty and Mm -hmm. so when you have sex over a long period of time that is mostly emotionally empty it can start to accumulate and eventually you're thinking my sexuality is one of physical mm-hmm. ca- of carnal pleasure and emotional emptiness and that in and of itself is a darkness so my interest is in um, physical promiscuity but with emotional closeness at the same time with everyone that you're promiscuous with yes i do i see to me that feels like a like a it feels like an ethical slut current zeitgeist fantasy it mm-hmm. feel that's the that and I, I don't mean to be uh, no offense i hope that don't doesn't poop sound, on my life no no i just think i think that and i think that all of these people who i've heard you know the polyamory sort of lecturers and stuff i've gone to these kind of workshops mm-hmm. to try to i think they're all they all have great points that speak to one side of of the of sexuality but they they tend to ignore completely the other mm-hmm. side which just is like for fun no what i mean is like you know of you know it's like it's a great idea to say oh all sex is positive if you make it that way but truth truly eventually you can't be that emotionally connected with everyone that you're fucking mm-hmm. eventually all even I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, I I recognize that in what I'm saying, I'm I'm bringing a lot of my own judgments mm-hmm. and ideas to yeah. that. But like when I hear people talk about it as if you know, the, you know the, the it takes a lot of effort. I mean, it's kind of exhausting sometimes. How, to, how do you do it? Mm, I mean, as of late, there's just a lot of conversation around it. Like at the drink beforehand, it's just like you know. So this is where I'm at. I mean, I just I think you're a great person. I had somebody who was just like, hey, I'm looking for a lover. Is that something that you're interested in in doing? And I'm like, yeah, you know. And I set my boundaries and be like, these are, these are the things that I'm interested in doing right now. We could totally try that out, you know. And then we just hung out and cuddled and you know, kind of slowly got into it. And it was just good because it was very friendshipy, but right. sexy. Like it's just like sexy time, sensual time. It's setting a sensual mood, but not having it to be like it's face fucking time. You know, I mean, right. But you're not, that's, you're not talking about promiscuity. You're talking about casual sex, which is totally different. Ooh, I guess we haven't defined our terms. I mean, casual sex where you're not necessarily going toward a relationship. You're not building a relationship of some sort. But you still have intimacy within that casualness. Right. That's totally possible. I'm I'm talking about promiscuity, which is a numbers game. So when you're promiscuous, you, you feel that, I mean, well, for you, there's not much emotion in sex anymore. It depends on the person. You know, if I'm, let's say I have sex with 50 women, I'm going to have emotional connections with some of them accidentally. 
mm-hmm. quite frankly, I've had that happen. Where I'm You're like, right. oh, this, oh, this person I really have a connection with, and it almost happens sort of accidentally, right? I'm not even thinking, oh, I'm going to go have this, but then you're like, wow, we really have a, an emotional chemistry that's really nice. And some people I'm going to have, oh, we really have a physical chemistry that's very nice, but not necessarily that emotional. And then what we were talking about earlier, we're going to have someone like, I straight up hate you, but right. se- the sex is great. And then of course, the most, the majority of people, it's going to be sort of just sex and sort of just their per- mm-hmm. pe- personhood i don't love so do them or feel- hate them i don't love the sex or hate it it's mm-hmm. just sex with a person and that can become very empty i see do you think that's because of the promiscuity or do you think it's just that that that's what the ratio is and you just have more sex if i waited until i had a connection a real connection with the person every time before i was ever sexual with them then I'm sure my ratio of having emotional connections with people would skyrocket. Okay. See, I well, connect with yeah. people all the time. So I guess that's I'm sorry, why... i say that again. Oh, I, I connect with people all the time. So that, therefore, it's simple. I mean, it's... But a lot of people, they don't connect a lot. But so how promiscuous are you really? I'm, you know, I'm ramping up here. Do you want... Motion. Are you comfortable answering this question? Well, I would say right now I'm having a lot of fun um, ramping up. But like, what does that mean to you? Numbers wise, I don't want to talk about numbers. That's a little personal. Okay, what would it mean? Okay, d- then I'll ask Dave. I would say what ideally. would promiscuous be? Uh, uh, like what would promiscuous see? What what is promiscuity to you? Like numbers wise? Oh wow, I don't even know. I guess, I guess it's more like I think of it as, huh? I I uh, I guess it, it's it's sort of like lowering your standards, whatever they may be, to have more sex. I think that's right, too. Yeah. I, and I'll, I'll even ref, retract what I was saying about numbers. It doesn't necessarily huh. have to do with how many, but it's what your criteria is for being sexual with a person. If right. your criteria is, are you willing and female, then that is, a, that is sort of, a, that is sort of a, a standard kind of idea of promiscuity. You, mm-hmm. But then again, what if you're an ugly kind of virginal person who's like, I'll fuck anybody, but nobody will fuck you back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not promiscuous either. Right. So, yeah, I think that... I think that eventually promiscuity can be very fun mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. but I think that that any reasonable thinking person will find a place within pro- within real promiscuity where it just feels sort of transactional and, and empty. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about sounds pretty healthy, which is not having a lot of judgmental boundaries put on yourself that don't have to do with your own comfort zone, mm-hmm. but with a comfort zone that's been handed to you. I think a lot of the sex educators who are having this conversation around ethical sluttery are talking more about casual sex with intimacy, whereas I think that's why it sounds like they're being way too positive about something that can be... I think that it's just sort of, you're thinking of the numbers game, whereas they're thinking more of this other thing. Right, and I'm think, and I, I get that what I'm saying is not a perfect... I'm not, it's not a perfect description, just numbers. I mean, I, I just... It's also, Ten this month, yeah. Right, it doesn't... And to be clear to all your listeners, I have had times in my life that I have been more and less promiscuous. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, as I get older, I'm starting to try to sort of look for a partnership and mm-hmm. so i'm not i'm not just out there pounding the pavement all the time just to clarify to everybody i don't want to come off like some sleaze i mean of course that's my own my own judgment of my own sexuality but uh i don't think it, it doesn't sound like there's anything weird about you know being sexual with whoever decides to be sexual with mm-hmm. you that you feel drawn to that person mm-hmm. but a lot of guys i think more than than well i don't know i'll take that back i'll take that back a lot of people it's not really about being drawn to that person as much as wanting to, to have sex with mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can certainly be like that. Which, I mean, what's interesting to me about what you're saying, though, is that I like, you know, I'm, I don't know, whatever. I, I have sex. I don't know if it's more or less than the norm or whatever. But 
like I certainly sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I want to have sex. You let's do this. But even when I do that, when like the approach is transactional, it's like there's still emotion in it during the sex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's pretty much always at least an attempted connection. And I just sort of wonder if when the numbers get higher and higher and higher, when you're having more and more and more sex, if that desire, if that just goes away, if you're just. If there's a lot, if the sex is number, I guess is what I. Well, I do, I do feel like people that I do feel like there's an advantage of sort of religious people who marry their first lover that they'll never kind of go like they're never going to get numb, numbed out to yeah. to. I mean, not never, but their sex is with that person, so it's like a very like wow, this is what sex is. This is our special thing, right? Whereas where you start, if you fuck a lot, eventually it's very difficult for you to get be like, whoa, I can't believe you did that. It's like, yeah, I mean, I can believe it. Right. I've seen it, this has happened before. But to be able to find a person that you actually want to bone over and over again, that in itself is really exciting. Absolutely. You know? I yeah. mean, just to find someone that's that special that makes you excited. I agree. Again and again, I mean, that's. Hard sometimes for people to find that it is hard, and so I think that's why a lot of people don't bother with that. They just mm-hmm. will fuck somebody once, and mm-hmm. you know I've had a lot of fuck somebody want. You know, you talking about the first time. I've had a lot of fuck somebody once and not again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, variety is the spice of life. Something is just fun. I heard cinnamon was the spice of life. Moshe, thanks for doing the show, man. Oh, thanks. I hope it was okay. I feel like, no, it's, I, I feel like it's all I weird. This is an incredibly stimulating conversation. I don't even really think of the actual title until after I see what the conversation has brought out. So I'm yeah. going to have fun naming this. You know, I'll just name it, you know, Moshe is a whore. Oh, that'd be, that sounds really nice. Uh, uh, Moshe is a non-intact whore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, Moshe has half a dick and is a whore. <laughs> I'll tell you, I mean, I feel like this is, I, I feel very weird about this conversation being on the internet. Oh, really? really? Yeah. What about it? It's just so, I mean, I just very feel, personal. I feel like there's a lot of, I'm, a lot of people are going to make a lot of assumptions mm-hmm. about me based on the things that we're talking about. But I do have this ethic in my life of being a comedian so that I have to kind of always talk about everything. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really have the option of sort of. I mean, I could have not done the podcast, Mm -hmm. but I do sort of feel like we have to kind of just be live with our sort of heart cage open. Absolutely. Transparency. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that being said. Well, but yeah, I mean, it's all I don't know. This isn't going to be framed in such a way where you just look like a slut. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, unless that's what you want. Are you going to frame it that way? I'm going to totally edit in parts where I just say horrible slut. things uh-huh. about you. Yeah, you check just, out this you, slut. You edit in stuff that you no. got from the lobster tube. I was like, give it to me, you whore. <laughs> like, that was Moshe actually saying that to me, and it was super inappropriate. No, I, I, I greatly appreciate you coming here and being vulnerable with us, because that's, I mean, just being able to express the things uh, that are a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, this definitely brings guests out of their comfort zone a little bit sometimes. Right. Yeah, so. My comfort zone is... Knee deep in a fifty-person orgy with no names exchanged. <laughs> there was actually this and no condoms. And no That's condoms. a show. <laughs> That's a show at meltdown. There was a. Um, I will. I will leave you with this story. I guess is this okay for me to tell one more story? Or are we out of time? Uh, we are pretty out of time. All right. So I don't get the story. I want the story though. Well, I mean, you know, tell the story. Life, bro. Life's hard, man. Bring it, bring it on. There was this sex party in San Francisco called Darkness Falls mm-hmm. in like when I first started comedy. And it was actually at this comedy venue called the uh, Spanganga Gallery. Okay. And it was a sex party. And I never attended. Uh-huh. I was, but I was doing some internet research for comedic research purposes only about, the, um, about this party. And here's what the deal was. It was in a all dark, all black, no lights. Um, there was no lights. It was just a room 
Wow. No lights. You couldn't see anybody. Whoa. Whoa. And you would just walk around and you mm. just kind of like like feel someone and just like uh, hello and fuck them and then move on to the next wow. person it was pr- you had to wear protection that was one rule uh, but there were that was sort of the only rule in the dark condoms. and there yeah kind of a thing okay. and there was a there was a section in there about what to do uh on the website what to do in case your sibling came to the darkness falls party what? whoa how to make sure you didn't accidentally end up fucking your sibling in the darkness that falls and they suggested that you come up with a series of uh, code words that you could say when you when you approach the person. You would say the so you code word. Tell your siblings. So you would say they suggested specifically kumquat was a good one. You'd walk up to them and go kumquat, and they'd be like kumquat. You'd be like, I won't fuck you, and you move along. And I actually came up with a series of code words that were even better, I think, than kumquat. Uh, <laughs> and the first was, uh, "Hey, dude." I'm going to a sex party that takes place entirely in the dark, and if you came too, we might accidentally fuck each other, which would be really bad because we're siblings. Could you not come? That's the first code <laughs> word. And the second one, if the first one didn't work, was, uh, hey, you, sucking my dick. Are you my brother? <laughs> you are. Stop, uh, stop, sucking stop, my dick. stop sucking the dick. Anyway, thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh, my God, you're awesome. Yeah, that was uh, fun. Okay, Naughty Monkeys. Till next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com.